In a world of turmoil, a society full of questions and challenges, let your experience, let your faith be your guide. Listen to the experiences of others and learn from their mistakes and their triumphs. Here comes your boy Eli. Let's have a chat. It's time for Iron Faith. What's going on, you guys? It's your boy Eli back on the Iron Faith podcast. I have a special guest. His name is Boss. Boss Man Sports Cards. I I think I've went over uh, a couple of times on my podcast uh, previously, and uh, I've told you guys about his voice, and uh, you guys are about to witness it firsthand. Uh, How's it going, everybody? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hey, we're on the airwaves. Let's check out what's going on. Yeah. It's good to have you on here, dude. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, go ahead and plug us what you do have or, or what you got going on right now. Uh, right now, you know, I started my podcast a while back, but I haven't really been doing much of it, but, uh, that's going to be changing. I'm trying to do at least one a week, just talking about sports cards, sports out there and how life just is, um, the good, the bad, the ugly and the fantastic. There you go. Sweet, man. Um, I've, I've gone over, uh, my podcast a couple of times about like, uh, how you have been able to help me like with certain uh, areas in my life as far as like stress. I've had these conversations with my wife a couple of times <clears throat> and I kind of wanted to go over that to see if, uh, if this will help any of my followers. Absolutely. Yeah, man. That's because um, I've lost track of how many times I've came in the room and you're just <laughs> like, all right, what's wrong, man? Like talk to me. So yeah, man. So um, go, ahead, go ahead and give us a little bit of your background, how, you know, where you, where you came from, and then uh, we'll go ahead and jump on to how you manage stress. All right. Well, I mean, I was uh, born to parents that uh, were pretty stress-free. And that was probably because of the professions that they were in. My mother, before she had me, was a nurse. High stress. How do you keep your composure? My father, he was a drill sergeant in the Army. Ended up being a Master Sergeant, E9. So... I was raised by two people that dealt with stress almost all the time. And if you don't let it get to you and know how to manage it, you can find solutions. And that really was um, the foundation. And then you put my grandmother on top of that, my Oma. Um, They came from Holland or the Netherlands after World War II and Nazi-occupied Holland. Um, And if you can survive that with all the stress that's going on around you, you obviously have some coping uh, coping mechanisms. And then she became a, a math teacher at a youth, uh, California Youth Authority. So, I mean, she was dealing with some of the hardcore uh, youth convicts out there, to put it nicely, and still, no stress. Hmm. Because she was under control, she was in controlled situations. So between the three of them and, and other entities around me and, and um, stuff... I was able to come to my own being of what is stress? Mm-hmm. How do you manage it? What does it mean if you can't manage it? Um, <laughs> there's an old basketball uh, thing. Uh, by the way, I'm a basketball or was a basketball coach in nether sports. Um, it was brought to my attention that pressure, which usually is part of stress, it's not something you can actually hold in your hand. It's something you can't actually get from someone else. No one else can give you stress. No one else can give you pressure. It's what you allow yourself to 
take on. Mm-hmm. And because um, you can't go to McDonald's and ask for a Big Mac with the side of pressure. You can't go to <laughs> Burger King and ask for, you know, a Whopper with a side of stress. Yeah. You just can't. Uh, so what does that actually mean to you? Yeah. That's where I go with it. And that makes sense because <clears throat> sometimes, you know, and the, the other good thing that, you, you know, the other thing that you're good at is reading people because, <laughs> like, I, I try to, like, keep my composure. And, and I think I'm, like, faking it pretty good. You and do? then I, yeah, and then I come in here and you're like, all right, what's wrong? Yeah, you know, you do a good job uh, keeping keeping your composure, keeping yourself, but I can see it in your eyes. And that might be just from years of coaching and sports and, and just life. I was in the military also myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so basic training and the, the six years plus after, one of the things you're taught is if you have a problem and you're talking about it, have a solution first. Because if you're just talking about it, and uh, you probably saw it just a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. um, my, my lovely Gina came in and had an issue, and I b- listened to her, like, okay, well, what's the solution? What are you going to do? Yeah. Because if you don't have a solution, you don't have an idea of how you're going to work with it, you're just whining. Mm. You're not helping yourself. People talk about talking things out, but what they don't also mention is you need to talk about a solution. Not just talk about the issues, but what about it? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Um, and that's just how I roll. I, if I can see it on someone else, be like, okay, what's up? And what are we going to do about it? And, um, yeah, not everybody has that mechanism yet mm-hmm. because you can only work with the tools that you've been given. I've been given a lot of tools for stress management, for pressure, all that. The tools that you're given, whether it's from your family your circumstances, the the nature versus nurture. Not everybody has those kind of tools. Not everybody's been given those kind of tools because maybe their parents or grandparents or surrounding um, environment didn't have coping mechanisms also. And that might be <coughs> one of the reasons why America loves, or other countries as well, you know, the, the housewives of Orange County <laughs> or the Kardashians because all it is is stress, drama, pressure, because that's what people know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. But in real life, you don't have a director that says cut. Right. You have to still deal with these things in your own life. So those are you know, some things that go through my mind when I see a situation. What if, what if you come across <clears throat> someone going through a, a, like a stressful situation and you don't know the solution? Like, a, How do you handle that situation? That's how I talk, uh, talk through it with them. Like, what is going on? What led to this? What do you see as an option for you afterwards? And if there isn't, then we really got something that that needs to be dealt with Mm. because you're not thinking two steps ahead. Now, I've come to the realization a lot of people don't think two steps ahead or have that ability because they didn't have the tools, again, to think two or three steps ahead. Um, That's usually where I just pull them over the side. Give them some water. Get them, uh, uh, just talk to them in a calm manner mm-hmm. because you can't have high intensity be beaten by high intensity. Mm. Somebody in the room has to be the calm one. Someone in the room has to have that level-headedness to bring it all back. You know, they say uh, two wrongs don't make a right. Right. Two freaking out doesn't make a calm situation. Wow. That's the first time I heard that one. Makes sense, though. <clears throat> I'm sure someone's going to listen to this and be like, wow, 
just like I did right now, because that's the first time I've ever heard something like that. It's, it's amazing, and you'll see this uh, throughout your day with parents. Mm-hmm. The kid is screaming. What's the parent doing? Screaming right back. Right. They're screaming, be quiet. Well, get down on your knee, take the child by the hand, and talk to them calmly. It's amazing how much calmer it will get. This goes back to the tools. What are the parents giving to the child? Right. They're giving them the tool of screaming. Mm. <laughs> and yes, I, I've done this with my own children when they were one and two. God bless them; they've survived. They're seven and eighteen now, almost eighteen and nineteen. Great kids. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, but that is something that I realized pretty early on was you cannot get them to stop screaming, whether it's your own children or if you're in a, a school environment like we are. Yeah. You can't calm someone down if you're not calm. And that, that, that's just the first step. Yeah. Only the first step. There's a lot of steps after that, of course. How did you manage stress being a single parent? Oh, goodness. Um, it really came down to it was just me and them. Um, and if I lose my calm, how do I expect for them to become you know, the, the responsible youth to the responsible adults that they are now? Um it was it was tough. It was not fun. I did have help from, from family and friends. Um, so s- the, the term single parent, if you have a support system around you, it definitely helps. Right. Some don't. And that, that's, I've seen that, and I try to step in. So if you know a single parent, try to step in as much as you can to help. Don't overstep your bounds. Just be there as a help or a guide or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had some some folks in my life that were helps and guides. Um, but it really boils down to what is your core belief? Mm-hmm. Are you going to make it through? Right. Is there going to be another tomorrow? And that's the little secret to everybody and everything around you is if you play your cards right, there will be another tomorrow. And I, I tell people that, hey, you know what? No matter w- how bad it is right now, find a solution, and there's going to be a tomorrow. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Yeah, It might hurt, but <clears throat> there's going to be a tomorrow. What advice do you have for someone that's listening to this and it's probably a single parent right now, like struggling and not knowing a way out? Oh, goodness. Um, you got to keep your composure no matter how bad the situation is. I mean, I got when I came back to the United States with a one- and two-year-old, um, I was denied WIC. Dang. And because they said that I was the father. It's for women, infant, and children. I said, I have a one-year-old and two-year-old. They count as children, right? And they said, yes, but they're with you. You know what I did the next day? I went and printed my resumes and uh, drove up and down 99, dropping those resumes off everywhere I could find. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yep. And then a couple other things happened, and all it did was push me to print out more resumes and go up I f- uh, uh, Highway 50. And eventually, within a couple of days, uh, a temp agency got my resume, and I had a decent-paying job. Sometimes when you – and this is just my personal history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely not the same for everybody because I had a military background already. Right. I had a clearance. That's really the ceiling deal for me was I had a clearance. Um (sighs) 
for that person that, that doesn't have that history that I have, just don't give up. Um, look for the resource around you. And, and it might be very difficult, but try, if your life isn't that great right now or your surroundings aren't that great, if possible, get with the government program and get out of that situation. Right. I mean, even if it's moving to a whole other state. You have the internet, you can find resources, and some people are very intimidated thinking that. And also with government stuff, you know, it usually does take multiple steps to get through, um, to get help. But what's your alternative if you don't take those extra steps? Mm -hmm. Don't stop yourself. Um, it is going to be tough. It is going to be frustrating. That's, that's the best advice I can give for my situation when it comes to one of our students or a friend of mine or whatever, mm -hmm. I'll be right there next to him. And I think you've seen that around campus a couple of times. Yeah. You, you talk about, you come in and, and I can <coughs> see, I try to be right there with you. Um, but I do understand. And that's the tough part. Not everybody has that kind of support. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, if you have a situation out there, you know, listen to, to, to your heart to your friends, to your family, and, uh, you know, have faith in the situation. Right. Have faith that there will be a tomorrow and that you will get help. Go find a church. Churches are a whole lot less uh, paperwork than government is, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're not religious, mm -hmm. if you it, just understand that, and I grew up uh, in religion or in the religious uh, realm or atmosphere. I don't really follow it anymore. But uh, they are trained, and it, they have it in their hearts. In every church, everyone is worth saving. Oh, for sure. So don't hold back, even even if you don't believe, they'll still be there for you. Yeah. Because in the Bible, a lot of people didn't believe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they <coughs> and they held themselves back. Yeah. There, there there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people in the Bible where they were uh, at the very rock bottom, but they did maintain, like you said, maintain you know to faith. And then they came from under the rock and then just made things happen for themselves. And uh, that's, that's, it comes along with a lot of the stuff that you're saying. Um, how do you, um, what do you have, do you have any advice for like a kid? So, so like some, say for example, someone who doesn't have like, uh, uh, um, like a teen, like doesn't have anyone to talk to. Um, Cause I know that I've recently gone through something where my, like, you know, a, a lot of you guys know the struggle with my son and, and everything that he went through. And, um, he, he felt like at some point in time in his life where he couldn't talk to any of us and he couldn't talk to any of his friends. He didn't want to be, you know, embarrassed or whatever the whole situation might be. I mean, he, he's doing great now. He's, he's seeing a counselor. He's at the 118 center, but do you have advice for someone like someone that's young, like a teenager or something that um, is struggling through something or is uh, uh, stressed out about a situation that they don't know how to handle? Do you have any advice for someone like that? They got to look deep inside and at a youth mentality it's tough but you got to look at is it really no one's around you or is your mind or ego or confusion because as a teenager you you sometimes think you know everything until life slaps you in the face and you don't know anything yeah for sure but then that's your <coughs> ego getting bruised it's tough for uh, an adolescent to understand that they got to move past their own hang-ups because like you said with and we've we've chatted about with your son he thought he couldn't go anybody 
mm-hmm. he thought no one was going to be there for him. Right. Was that reality? Mm. So for a teenager, my advice would be find one person. Could be a total stranger. Right. See what kind of advice you can get from them. It could be a counselor. It could be a teacher. It could be a campus supervisor. It could be um, a coach. It could be your best friend, your best friend, parent. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Just find one person. Yeah. Like, and if you're worried about the backlash or conflict that it might cause, then find someone that you don't care about with their opinion of you. Just get their advice on what is bothering you. Yeah. Like, uh, at church, you can go to a... a fellow member or someone you don't know just sit and talk a pastor a preacher anyone it doesn't have to be someone you know right but it should be someone that you're willing to seek help from that might not judge you yeah someone you're comfortable with for sure yeah someone you're comfortable with yeah but if you're not comfortable with anyone around you you gotta look outside that's true um, of course, especially for teenagers, you got to be safe with that. You can't just go to the homeless guy down in the corner. Uh, <laughs> That's true. But find somebody. I mean, if you're worried about what your issue is conflicting with how you're looked at later on, then, yeah, you got to find an outside source. And that's why therapists are great because I don't know how many therapists you know in your life. Mm-hmm. I don't know any. If I walk down the street and they walk past me, I wouldn't be like, there's a therapist. Mm-hmm. I know them. Yeah. No. So therapists are good um, for things like that. Hmm. But you got to take that ego out. You got to take that concern Ego, out. pride. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Those are big factors, especially because I remember, you know, being a teen and not knowing any way out of, like, the situation I was involved in. Mm-hmm. And so I was, you know, I, I, not necessarily, like, someone that even that you're comfortable with, but just being – um, willing to surrender and willing to let go of the pride that I did have. Um, that's how, like, that's how I got involved into wrestling because I was willing to give up my pride. I, you know, people were telling me wrestling's for weenies and weirdos, but I was just like, well, I'm willing to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to be able to, you know. You got to have that aha moment sometimes as yeah. a teenager. Like, oh, yeah, um, I do need to change things. I don't know everything. But you can't, as an adult, we can't tell them that. Mm-hmm. We have, because they won't be receptacle. And um, <laughs> unfortunately, sometimes as an adult, you just got to sit back and let the train wreck happen and then be there when it happens to try to pick up the pieces. And that's where as an adult and teenager sometimes can't let pressure and stress get to you. You have to find a solution, whether it's for you or for someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, you had someone there yeah, that, that saw the train wreck happening. It was like, there is a solution. There will be a tomorrow. Let's work on it. Yeah. Um, I had that. So, yeah. Cool. Is there is there anything that, like, you're currently, um, like, working on as far as, like, that stress? Something that's, like... <laughs> How do you handle stress on your own? Because I know you're good at giving advice, but when you um, when you are alone and you're going through something on your own, how do you handle that situation? Uh, for me, I write down lists. Okay. 
what is what is on my mind, what's going on, um, and what are the solutions? What are the steps that I need to take? Do I follow that list? Half time sometimes. Um, but that's how I deal with it is a list and try to work it down all the way to a solution. Kind of like math, but not. Um, I don't know. After all these years of finding stress management, if it bothers me more than 10 seconds, I usually have a solution. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just don't. Um because I've already come, come gone through those steps, mm-hmm. finding that solution in my mind. I think you've you've sat there and watched me uh, <laughs> in like <laughs> under ten seconds. The craziest of things that we've had at the school, or in coaching, or with my children. Like right now, um, for the third time this year, I've lost someone to cancer, um, and that just happened two days ago in a couple days right um but what can i do to stop cancer all i can do is try to remind people to get checked Mm -hmm. i can remind people to live a healthier lifestyle which i am not an example of myself (laughs) um (laughs) one of the best cooks i know by the way (laughs) for sure (laughs) never trust a skinny chef But I can only do so much, especially with outside things like that. But what I can do and what puts my mind and soul at ease is try to to teach or uh, treat everybody nicely when you have a chance. Don't have regrets of saying that last (laughs) final mean word Mm -hmm. because you never know that might be the final word that you're leaving a situation on. Right. Just try to be nice. That's true. Um, Try to be nice. Try to understand. And uh, this sounds kind of morbid, but I know that everybody's got an, ex- an expiration date. Right. Everyone's got a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Use it to your advantage while you have the time. Don't have the what ifs. Fill in your time. Make some happen. Yeah. Somebody used to say on, on your tombstone you have a birth and a death. Well, I want to know what happened in that dash. Right. What, what did you accomplish in that dash between the, the en- beginning and end? Fill it in. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what really puts my mind at ease is I know that I'm trying to fill in all my time with as much as I can. Yeah. That's another way, too, to manage stress is, you know, staying busy, mm-hmm. finding hobbies, um, you know, just, uh, yeah, keep your mind going, you know. And, and I know sometimes, like, uh, like, I I get put in situations where I'm like, man, when I was in that in that situation, this is how I handled it. Why can't that person? But we have to, I have to understand that not everyone's the same. People yeah. handle things differently. Your your nature and your nurture have been very different than whoever is in that situation. Their nature and nurture. So they're gonna go with what tools they've been given. Yeah, y'all have different tools. That's true. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I do catch myself sometimes. Uh, like overthinking, uh, stressing a little too much. And um, to most people, I am um, able to kind of hide that. But I think we've known each other uh, long enough to know when I'm ha- like having a hard time, whether it's like at home, 
whether it's with work, whether it's with a student that I'm not understanding why they do what they do. Um, you know, so it's, it's like, I'm thankful to have you on here, man, because like, honestly, there's, especially with COVID stressful is like a major, like people are still going through depression because of it, anxiety, all those things. So for sure, man, like it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely an an honor to have you on here. Hey, it's an honor, it's an honor to be on. Yeah, I appreciate uh, everything that you do. I'm thankful for having you here. Mm -hmm. Um, and in my life, um, yeah, no, you're doing great stuff with the podcast. You do great stuff with the faith, Iron Faith podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You had a stressful time, and yeah. and you came up with a hobby. Yeah, like you just said, find a hobby. Exactly. Sometimes it takes That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And here you are. Yeah. You've got how many listeners? You got people from different countries listening countries, to you. Germany, Come on, yeah. brother. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and I'm hoping that you get on the same page. You know, um, as far as like. Uh, um, cause go ahead and plug YouTube. I know you got a YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. Boss man sports cards. You know, we do uh, TikTok. We've got YouTube. Um, we're now on Spotify, uh, Facebook. It's about cards. It's about fun. It's about a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when I was seven years old, I got my first baseball card pack and it's been, you know, lights out ever since. Right. Um, Gina and I, we travel. <laughs> we travel around going to different baseball parks. Yeah. Uh, one of the great things about being in the school industry, whether it's teacher or classified staff, we know when our breaks are. We know when we're exactly. getting, getting our time off. We can schedule. A couple weeks back, we had a two-week break. Yeah. Gene and I hopped on a plane. We went to seven different ballparks in eight days. <laughs> and now, And I took clips from every one of the stadiums. I opened up cards at the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um Tested all, tested and tried all the food that they had at the stadiums and the surrounding areas. Once again, I'm not exactly skinny. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Um, but uh, especially in sports cards right now, everybody's looking for that return of investment, the ROI. Yeah. I'm trying to spend $12 today so I can get a card that's 60 tomorrow. How can I flip this? That's insane. I don't do that. Because that is illogical mm-hmm. and it takes away the fun sports cards are supposed to be fun it's a look into history of your team mm-hmm. your program your athlete everything it's a his it's a little piece of card uh, in reality it's a picture of a guy that i collect uh, kind of weird when you think about it but then when you turn it over you see all the stats you see all the the write-ups um where they came from i mean We've got kids here on campus that don't understand that right now we've got almost 25 athletes in Major League Baseball from this area. That's crazy. They have the role models that they could be looking at, but it's baseball. It's boring. Mm. Ah, but you're not thinking outside the box. You're not thinking the chess game. You just want to play checkers. But once you explain to them that you got all these people from around here that – have made it at the major league level mm-hmm. that are making hundreds of thousands of uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, Aaron judge from right down the road in Linden, yep. he's probably going <coughs> to get about 750 million on his next contract. Oh my God. If Bryce Harper is worth three thirty, and Aaron judge is in New York city with the Yankees setting records. Psh, yeah. Easy seven fifty. but he's from Linden. Small little town, yeah, fifteen miles away. That's crazy. Kids around here, some know, 
most don't. Yeah. So if, if I can reach out to a kid through baseball cards and let them know that there is a chance that you can have a lot of fun, you can be a celebrity, you can be anything, baseball cards are great. Sick. Basketball cards were actually what I started or was my passion growing up because my dad was a basketball coach and um, we were in Sacramento where the Kings were the only thing in town. Right. So basketball cards were what I really went into, but baseball cards are more available mm-hmm. and pretty much you don't have to be six foot six or more to be able to play it. So it's a little bit more relatable for the students mm-hmm. um, for baseball. Um, so, yeah, I have fun with baseball cards. Uh, we talk about the stadiums, and we talk about life and how it all relates into it. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, Boss Man Sports Cards on YouTube, TikTok, Spotify, and Facebook. Give us a look. Yeah, check them out, man. Seriously, um, uh, whenever you get the chance, if you're a fan of sports or even sports cards, go ahead and uh, check my boy out. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, – get the time to do that and i normally don't edit my podcast this way man but i because i have i do have friends that have already asked me about this whole little situation the boss man sports cards boss man out so i'm gonna ask you nicely bro if you can end my podcast in that very same way <laughs> boss man here boss man sports cards boss man out <laughs>